Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the podcast for the 21st century for military spouses, by military spouses, about military spouses and their world. Welcome to another edition of the critically acclaimed, always fresh, never boring, Military Spouse Spouts. Here's your host, Susan Reynolds, and co-host, Dave Etter. That's you, Susan. <laughs> What's up, Dave? That was, I want you to know something, Dave, that was the fastest cup of coffee ever. Ever. Hey. Well, you said you had to get one, so you got one. <laughs> did I did? So, um, well, our guests are not arrived yet on the show. I will have to send them a reminder email again to let them know, hey, hey you need to be here. But we're supposed That's... to be talking about hiring our heroes today, and we can still well, talk about it even if they're not here. So, there you go. Oh, I think we got somebody. Why do I have such loud background music? I don't know. I think that go. was because I pushed the wrong button. Hey, who is oh, this dear. in the 480? Oh, this is Catherine Goyette. Good morning. Hi, Hi Catherine. Catherine. How are you, honey bunny? Good. How are you? I probably shouldn't call you honey bunny. I'm sorry about that. That's <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Well, all righty. I'm glad you're okay with that. Um, it works. But. It works. It works. And it's Catherine, and we love her. So there you go. I know. Okay, so first, I want to I want. I have a little housekeeping business for our show today. Um, I just had a press release, or not a press release, I just had a media alert um, out of my senator's office in North Carolina. His name is Senator Tom Tillis, and he has apparently been rushed to the emergency room via ambulance. And I just wanted to send very good wishes, healing vibes, lots of prayers, lots of good thoughts, whatever people believe in, uh, whether you like him or not, he is a human being and he is on his way to, or he is now at the emergency room and was transported there via ambulance. And I just really want him to be Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. So he is a dear friend. He is a family friend and we absolutely adore him. Ian plays Pokemon Go with Mr. Tom. That's what he calls him, Mr. Tom. And uh, and we have become very good friends with them and care very much for them. So, uh, Senator Tillis, and to your lovely wife, Susan, many thoughts and prayers from, from us at Spouse Spouts today. And uh, we can't wait for you to get better, sir, so you can take care of military families. We, we need you up, up there on Capitol Hill. So, I think I see a 202 area code number, and I bet that's either Liz O'Brien or Megan Payone. So, I'm going to – I don't know who it is. I got a coin toss so going. Li- well, um, it's Liz from my end. Oh, Liz <laughs> O'Brien. You are so sassy. I just adore you. Uh, sassy, huh? <laughs> I like you a lot, Liz, and I haven't even met you in oh. person, but I love what you do. Oh, and I love what you guys are doing. It's fantastic um, the way you guys are, are able to connect with the military community, and I'm, I'm thrilled that you invited me on this morning. Well, I am happy to have you here because... Dave and I, a few months ago, and Dave, I can't remember exactly how long ago this this was, but we did a three-part series on spouse employment, and we broke it down into what are some of our greatest barriers to employment, what are we mm-hmm. looking for in employment, 
and who are some of the resources we have available? Because I got to tell you something, it could not be covered in one 90 minute show. We needed to devote three episodes, Liz, to spouse employment, and we didn't even get everybody. We had people from Millspo Project, Mad Skills. We had Amanda Crow, who had just done their very first Amplify. Um, and so we had all these people come on, and we still didn't get it all. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. I didn't realize this was such a multi-layered issue. It's not – spouse employment isn't simply spouses need jobs. You know, I mean, yes, you could probably break it down into terms like spouses need jobs. But – it's more than spouses need jobs. It's more than gainful employment. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in spouse employment, and you, as hiring our heroes, you really are very much thumb on the pulse here. Yeah, um, and okay. certainly, yeah, I, I'm here. Um, I hope everyone will, of course, bear with me. I am on the West Coast and in my hotel room, and there's most certainly a train going by at the moment. So, Oh, I don't even hear it. <laughs> my well, apologies okay. up front. Okay, great. And, um, yeah, we noticed that military spouse has uh, employment has so many layers and, and so many different components to it, and I think it is part of it is because we're a very transient population. We have different needs at different times. Sometimes we need a job to put food on the table. Sometimes yep. we need volunteer opportunities to fill a gap in when possibly, uh, I'm thinking back to when my husband had to go to a school out at uh, Fort Knox and we were only there for five months. Um, and yeah. so at that point in my life, I was looking for a volunteer opportunity. And at other times, we're, we're really looking to push forward in, in our career and map that out. Um, and so you, you can imagine all the different layers and components that go into it. Um, and, and, of course, the spouse community has stepped up over and over again to create services uh, and opportunities that fit all those needs at different points in our lives. I think that's wonderful. And I see we have Megan now on the line, um, our wonderful Megan. Yay. Megan, are you there? I am. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Yay. Megan Taylor. <laughs> now, ladies, Hi, can I Liz. ask you? Yay. Can I ask you both for your jobs and your, your what you do exactly with hiring our heroes? And then I would like a little history on hiring our heroes. Sure thing. So um, I'll go first. I'm I'm Liz O'Brien. I'm director of our military spouse program at Hiring Our Heroes. Um, We have a lot of uh, moving parts under that military spouse program. Um, We host over 24 standalone events each year just for military spouses, which traditionally are networking receptions and hiring fairs. Um, And then we plug into our different lines of business at Hiring Our Heroes. So Uh, We have a presence at all of our transitioning summits that occur around the country at installations that tend to have a high population of service members that are transitioning out. As you know, we were just down at Fort Bragg. Um, And and we've built different pieces into those summits to serve our spouse population. Every summit has a workshop dedicated to spouses. Every summit has a networking reception run by our spouse program. And then we've partnered with MOA to host five mini spouse symposiums. Uh, under our transition summits this year. Um, as many folks know, they used to have a standalone event, and we've helped them bring that back to life, and, and uh, it, it was an ideal partnership because we could house it under our summits where I was looking to grow our presence for the spouse program. Um, and, of course, we also, and I'll, I'll turn it over to Meg, but uh, we house In Gear Career and, and all our chapters across uh, the world under the spouse program and and kind of an interesting side note 
um, about a year and a half ago, I really wanted to have an enduring presence at our surrounding our military installations. I, I didn't love that we only came to town for two days a year, um, and then we weren't continuing to serve our population. So I started looking into uh, the thought of creating chapters, and and Gear Career was already doing that. Uh, and we are big fans of never replicating or, or doing our best never to replicate or duplicate services and partnering where possible. Um, and Haley Utlout, who was the one of the original founders for In Gear Career, um, actually played college basketball for me in my past life when I coached at West Point. So I reached out to her and kind of ran through with her what I was thinking. And she said, well, you know what? We are looking for a new home. Um, and so sat down with our president, Eric Eversall, and said, what do you think about this? And he said, uh, you want me to acquire an, another nonprofit? I said, yes, of course. And, um, <laughs> you know, he had an open mind, and, <laughs> and, and he didn't throw anything at me or throw, throw me out of his office. And um, it actually took about six months. I, had, I really didn't know necessarily what we were getting into, but it took about six months to acquire a nonprofit that had no assets and no debt. Um, and it was a fascinating process, but, but we were able to, to, we now, obviously we are hiring our heroes in gear career, um, and it has uh, explosive growth uh, in tr because of the tremendous hard work that Amanda Crow, our, our program manager, and, and Meg Payone have done. Um, I want to say, Meg, correct me if I'm wrong, but we had 15 chapters when we acquired them, and we'll be pushing 40 by the end of the month. So I'll flip oh, it over wow. to you. Yeah, that's right. Expert. Yeah. She's the expert, so I'll let her take it away. No, thanks, Liz. Thanks so much. And I, I don't think in gear career would would be where we are today without your vision. So, you and um, Jennifer Gearing really stepped up to the plate on this one and and brought it home and brought it to a really great home. And so, thank you so much for that, and for giving me just another purpose. Um, within HOH. So I thank you very much. So hi, Susan and Dave. Um, hey. Listeners out there. My na hi. My name we is Megan Tan. I <laughs> love, 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 love you too, Susan. Um, <laughs> love all the work that you do here in Fayetteville. Honestly, you're oh, one of the great heart. community leaders, and um, this is a much better community for, for your service. Um, so well, thank I'm you. That's, that's so kind. Yeah, well, it's true. Um, so I, I mean, I truly mean that. So uh, I'm a senior manager with Hiring Our Heroes Military Spouse Program, and I started with Hiring Our Heroes uh, a little over two years ago. So in my previous life, I was a Capitol Hill staffer working on the Senate side, and um, just really enjoyed. <laughs> oh boy, I bet you were busy. Um, I know we have multiple lives, don't we? Um, I really do. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so um, I <clears throat> worked for some really great bosses and had the opportunity, some opportunities of a lifetime. And and uh, when I met my service member, I knew I would have to adjust. And I had no idea what that looked like because mm. I don't know anyone in the military. Um, I, my grandparents. Uh, were uh, service members, and both my grandmas um, served here in the United States in any way they could. But I, outside of that, um, I really had no idea what this world meant. And so um, 
I knew I had to transition at some point, and um, so I tapped into my network, and I tapped into my now husband's network and found this awesome opportunity with hiring our heroes. And um, I started off on the business and state engagement side, so working with state and local governments, um, businesses, and um, just this year, I and I was also wearing military spouse hat, too, um, while I was working for BSE. So not as much as I do now, but um, was dabbling in that space. And, and now I'm fully full throttle, uh, I guess you could say, in the military spouse space. And it's awesome. It is such an underserved population. You know, not only are they unemployed and underemployed, but they are also underserved in, in many cases. And, oh, yeah. Um, yep. And so this is a great, I just, I'm very... Um, public service has always been a passion, but this is this is taking it to a next level. So I'm thrilled to be a part of hiring our heroes, and specifically in gear career, um, myself and my co-lead Christy Nix, who's also a, a military spouse. She and I run the in gear career Fort Bragg chapter. We also um, have had some volunteers step up to the plate to do a few other things so we're you know we're growing significantly we have close to 400 members here at fort bragg um and that is just outstanding because i think when i when i moved down here and started with in gear career i think we had about 250 or so um so we're growing pretty exponentially and um and just like all our chapters I mean, we're like, as Liz has said, we have close to 40 chapters around the world. I mean, Bahrain, Spain, Korea, Japan. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. So um, in Germany, uh, and, and it's just incredible to see these spouses really motivate and get others motivated to to practice and professional growth, even, even overseas. So, um we're we're psyched yeah it's a, it's a I, great program i love program. what you guys are doing i love it i yeah. remember and it was Megan, so Mike. awesome that you came out to see um to see yeah. us in action when we were at the bragg summit um, that was so much fun yeah that was so much you fun you were awesome you thank were just you so talking my to husband's and... squadron commander or not his squadron commander my my husband's group commander so i'm speaking air force terms now so i think he would be the equivalent yeah. of a brigade commander so in 06, he Uh is retiring Uh and he was there Uh looking to transition. And I could see that he was walking around and I was like, sir, you're looking a little overwhelmed. He's like, I'm not sir today. I'm Chris. I'm not Colonel. I'm not Colonel Jensen. I'm Chris. (laughs) I was like, cool, Chris, let's go. And I grabbed him by the (laughs) hand. I'm not kidding. And I walked him from table to table and introduced him to people because I knew so many people there because I've been at Bragg for so long that I know a lot of people now. And, you know, we've been, we're like a, we're like an Air Force staple around here now. So, um, you know, they're like, oh, that Air Force family over there, right? And uh, so I was like, sir, come with me. Let me introduce you to this is the UNC system, you know, the, the college system here for all of North Carolina. Yeah. I know they have a couple of hundred positions open right now across the state. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I was like, I think teaching would be a really great, you know, or you could go into the administration side. It was like, thank you. Here is, you know, the Department of Agriculture, sir. I was like, whatever you do, tell them that you're against Monsanto, okay? And then I was like, come here, let's get your LinkedIn profile, you know. 
And he just looked, and he was you. like, okay, thanks, Susan. I was like, let's talk about your LinkedIn profile, sir. And I'm not kidding. I dragged, <laughs> I didn't mean to drag him around, the poor man, but he gave me the biggest hug. Yes, he was so you thankful. did. I, you know, he was just <laughs> thankful. I did kind of mean totally. it, but not, not like, I didn't mean to like commandeer him, you know what I'm saying? But um, Yes, you did. I know A little you. bit, a little bit, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you call yeah, you're right, Dave. Own but it. he was so own thankful it. for, I'm going to own it, I take ownership. But he was thankful for the opportunities there because as he was leaving, he came over and he goes, I had no idea all this existed here at Fort Bragg and in Fayetteville yeah. and in the surrounding community. And I'm like, sir, you've been here for two years. You know, I've been, and but he's been working full time and deploying. Of course, he's not, you know, seeing some of these community events. He's, he has five kids. He's working full time and he's deployed. You know, he's not you paying know, attention what, to what we, this stuff. And, what we've really and found I think, is that until service members have to go through the transition, they are not aware of what is occurring, as you're referencing, in, in the surrounding area and opportunities that are out there. Um, and, and so, Certain uh, when we're building events at Hiring Our Heroes, you know, we have challenges, right? We want to make sure that we are connecting with that service member who might be getting out in 18 months and hasn't even started to think about transition yet. Um, mm-hmm. But transition oh, is, yeah. a, a, is fully, uh, it is a family affair. So when we can oh, connect God, yes, with the is. military spouses 18 months, 24 months in advance, when we can get military spouses placed in, in employment before their service member has to transition, um, statistically speaking, we found that that service member doesn't experience the same pressures to take that first job that pops um, because they have to put food on the table or, or, or they have to house their family. It gives them some flexibility. And long term, the implications are that they are staying in their first job longer. Um, because yes. traditionally, uh, when folks transition, they 50% leave their first job within a year. So if we are able to get military spouses who are going through that final ETS stage into a, into a, a job and employment, meaningful employment, 18 to 24 months before their service member even starts to go through the transition process, we are setting up the entire family for long-term success. Um, so Heck we have yeah, really built programming. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. I said, heck yeah, you are, because I've seen it on we that are. flip side when my dad transitioned, when he retired. You know, um, Liz, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but you've got my brain just, woo, you should see it. It's like going, if you could see in my head right now. Um, <laughs> but my husband retires in three and a half years, three and a half years. And we sat down two years ago and came up with the five-year plan. In five years, you need to be at this spot. And I need to be at this, you know, like I, we sat down and put it together as a puzzle almost. Where do I need to be as a spouse? Where does he need to be as a transitioning and retiring service member? What does this look like for us? Does this mean that you need to go back to school? And he was like, yeah, because I want to get a degree in cybersecurity and IT. Well, you're right. You are a combat weather guy. So right now, that's yeah. great that you can do the weather, but you're not doing IT or cybersecurity, huh? That means you got to go back to school. And yeah. going back to school after you get out is great, but right now you have tuition assistance. Use it. Make the right. military work for you these last few years. You know, you've been working mm-hmm. for them for a long time. Make them work for you a little bit, too. Utilize the benefits that you have as an active duty service member. And I told him, I said, because transition is not easy. It is no joke. It is a tough time on some families. And 
because they're not preparing themselves. And so we start, I mean, we, we have even looked at our financials too. Like how is our, how is our TSP looking looking? How is our retirement looking? What, you know, how do we, how are we looking at our son's college, you know, college fund and everything? I mean, we're really like almost psychotic about it, but in a, in a positive way, <laughs> if you can be positively psychotic, but, um, uh, but, but we have really been very strict about it because I told him, I said, you joined when you were 18. This is the only job you've ever had. You don't know what it's mm-hmm. like to work in the civilian sector. So you're going to have to understand that again. You haven't done it since you were working at a grocery store in Texas as your high school job. So we need to make sure that you understand that transition piece and that transition component. And it's not just for you. I too have been a military dependent almost all of my life. I have to go through that same transition and it's going to be different for me, but I'm still transitioning with him. So we have to have a strong, right. you have to have a strong foothold. You have a very strong foundation. I love what you guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah. Why are you so passionate, think, everybody? I, no, it's, no, it's something to be passionate about. And honestly, like, I think, you know, by sitting down and having those conversations with your husband, <clears throat> you guys are really trying to manage all the expectations, but also not knowing what those expectations are and like, trying to kind of navigate the unknowns and, um, you know, certainly more families um, should be having those conversations. And that's what hiring our heroes strives to do is, you know, as Liz was saying, if we can get service members and spouses left of transition, you know, as early as 24 months. Yes. I mean, we are actually getting them on that really good path and, you know, guide path to having a smooth, clean, uh, non-stressful, well, maybe not as stressful transition. And, um, you know, for some of those folks who have been in for 20 plus years, this is, you know, we want to capture them at 24 months or more because this is all they know. Um, Yeah. And uh, that is a that is a big thing. So it's not easy. That, you know, I saw my dad we, go through it. You know, I saw as a kid watching my dad go through his retirement. I was twelve when my dad retired, and watching him retire after twenty four years, and that's how he paid for college by doing an ROTC scholarship. So essentially, he was active duty military at eighteen. Uh, wow. Granted, it yeah. wasn't typical active duty like how it is with my husband but it was he that's how he went to college was through Mm -hmm. ROTC and then he got his then he received his commission and started moving all over the world and went to Vietnam a couple of times and now here it is he's Mm -hmm. out of the military and and he's and he's standing there going I don't know what to do because Mm -hmm. transition let's let's be honest okay and I can say this because I've seen it I'm I've seen it from 30 something years ago to where it is now transition 30 something years ago is not what it is today. We I was just really, going to say, yeah, really paid attention to where we were lacking in DOD and have done quite a bit to fix the gaps. And uh, yeah, I'm yeah. so thankful that we, they, we they listened. So, um, and, and well. one of the greatest things that, that we've seen is where there are gaps that still do exist in DOD, the private sector has really stepped up, whether it's nonprofits, yes. 
companies, organizations. Uh, I, I feel like the country is rallying to make sure that those gaps are filled. And, and, and much of that occurs because of military spouses who see the gap and go out and build something to fix it. Because what else do we do but fix things, um, <laughs> by and large. And, and, and I think that we have so really, I, I mean, if you look to your left, to your right, if you can't find a program that fits your needs uh, when you're looking for employment, then I'm going to guess, I, I'm going to suggest you have to look a little harder because when you, you, you look at what we've created at Hiring Our Heroes and you look at uh, the Millspo project and you look at what Small Business Administration is doing with Boots to Business and, uh, you know, everywhere you look there, there is a different story of innovation to fit a need, fix a need mm-hmm. and serve this population. Um, and, by and large, uh, we're now finding because of uh, we, we are working so hard to change the narrative that that surrounds military spouses uh, and, and put those good stories out there of hard work, of success, of uh, you know I'm noticing of the four people on this on this uh, show right now that all four of us have had different variations of our career uh, and the open-mindedness that spouses bring to the workplace and the innovation and, and the dedication um, and those stories are getting out there. Um, you know, the one, one of the things that Starbucks does really well, and we, we're working to take a page out of their book, um, is storytelling. And, and when you can put a story out there and capture the attention of, of the country, of the population, it's how we're, we're able to garner uh, more boots on the ground, more involvement. Um, and it's really reaching at the highest level. Um, Megan and I are, are really uh, want to share with you guys first that uh, or uh, we are on, on June 14th hosting a military spouse summit um, at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Um, and and we are using it. At, at, yes. Um, and, and I think if you were at MSOI last week, shared a bit about it. Um, but we're going to take a hard-hitting look at military spouse employment and how it is affecting our all-volunteer force, the retention, the readiness, and at the end of the day, national security. We know by and large right now military spouses either need to work or they want to work. Um, And when they are not fulfilled in their careers, it is far more likely that their service member is going to leave our all-volunteer force. And if we continue to lose our best and brightest, uh, it's having long-term impacts um, uh, on our military service. So if, if we train a service member and, and, you know, they're 10 years into their career and, and they've gone to additional schoolings and they've really pushed forward. Uh, and all of a sudden you're at that 10 year mark where you have to decide, do we stay in or do we get out? And your military spouse wants to go finish or start her career. We're, we're going to lose our best and brightest. So this summit, we're going to take a hard look at, at what has been done and has been done well, but we're going to leave a, a call to action. Um, and, and it's going to be a conversation that continues uh, you know, the doors are not going to end, uh, shut that day, and the conversation ends. We're, we're using it as a launching pad for the rest of the year. Um, Susan, you referenced UNCW. Uh, they've become tremendous partners for us. They are um, currently conducting a meta-analysis for us on all the surveys and data that is out there pertaining to military spouse employment. We just wrapped yesterday. Uh, we had a survey out there solely focused on military spouse employment, and we'll share those results uh, with the country on June 14th. Um, Perfect. We have a yeah, we have a very exciting keynote speaker who has confirmed, and and we uh, she will be there, and she rocks my socks. And Meg, we can't put it out there in public yet, although I know you're jumping right, up right. and down. But um, I am. I mean, we're, yeah. 
yep. Um, Mrs. Dunford and, and Mrs. Holly Daly will, will uh, be one of the panels that are there. So, so we're looking, it's going to engage private sector, it's going to engage highest levels of government, um, and, and it's going to be hard hitting. Uh, you know, it's not going to be a, a fun loving wrap everybody up. We're, we're, we're going to dig down and get into the dirty and, and leave a call to action, and, and we're going to push forward on military spouse employment. You know, we, we have crushed veteran unemployment. We're at 4.3% down from uh, I, we're about at half the level it was in 2011 and the same needs to be done for military spouse employment yes, we, it does. we need the country to rally in the absolutely same way that they rallied uh, to engage and 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 employ veterans so you guys you guys really keying in on some very important points here and it, it just highlights one of the things that I pass on to many people. And I did, a, you know, at MSOI last week, we talked a lot about uh, military, I mean, about, about uh, spouse employment problem. And one of the, the things that a lot of folks don't recognize and realize is that we're, and, I, and I'm going to focus on end of career because it can either be when you, your, your service members retires or if your service member decides just to separate. But still, there is going to be a major paradigm shift in your life because you've gone from where the military handles just about everything. There are benefits that you don't see and you completely forget about. When you get to the private sector and your military member now is in a position where they should be able to take a position in another company on a higher level than just entry level, that's not going to happen. And it's going to shock a lot of families when all of a sudden they realize that there is no bread coming in for the table. So so that the spouse employment is a huge, huge issue. First, anybody that is a, a military spouse needs to go with their service member to the separation uh, trainings that are available to them. It's not just the mem- service member that goes to these these uh, these trainings that are required for leaving the military, but the spouse should go to simply because that way you know the new things that you were never aware of that are available to you. Plus, you can then use that to focus or hone what you want to try and do on the lines of, of jumping into being employed and then definitely stick with hiring our heroes and stick with the, the chamber with all, everything that they're working on. Um, Ellie, do you have any, uh, so, Liz, did you have anything you wanted to say before you guys head out? Um, I you know what, uh, one of the great things, and I'll turn over to Meg quickly. Um, if we don't have what you need, we are we love to to view ourselves as connectors so if if we can't find or serve your needs we're we're going to hand you off to the next nonprofit or the next vso um and 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 get you to where you need to be we are not a one-stop shop we have a lot of services um but i think one of the things our community is doing really well is making sure everyone's connected and getting them where they need to be if you are looking to for employment go to hiringourheroes.org um, and, and you can see where we're coming uh, anywhere in the world. So, Meg, I'll flip over to you. Yeah, and thank, and absolutely um, we do. And that's a, another good point Liz made is 
that is what in gear career does we are connectors we want to connect our community with those um either at the next duty station or at the chapter that they're they're at um you know we want to be that support and you know if there is something that we don't have then we will make sure that uh, we can put you to the right uh, organization um and dave i want to talk about some you know <clears throat> a lot of um the programs now that are being offered on installations and i know specifically here at fort bragg you know onward to opportunity uh, with syracuse university and the institute of veterans and military families um they have opened up their kind of their their training program and their fellowship program to military spouses now so a lot of these organizations are figuring out man there is another half to the military and it's the military mm -hmm. spouse and we have to if, if we're going to offer these services to the service member then we have to you know make it equal and offer it to the military spouse as well so <clears throat> a lot of these you know these organizations are catching on that they can't they cannot not serve the other half of the of the military and um and it's you know it's really changing the way folks are transitioning and you know home lives um are improving because if a spouse you know finds employment that they really like and they're happy they're going to be happier at home and we know that um and so and you know if the service member is happy then they stay in or you know however this works so there's lots of good things happening in our communities um, and we just need to communicate um, and, and talk to each other. And I think we're doing a pretty good job of that. Um, and, it has uh, changed you know, so much though, Megan, since I was a kid and, yeah, and, both and I, Megan and Liz, it has changed you guys. Oh my goodness. I mean, seriously, I remember when my mom, a certified teacher had her got her master's degree in education from University of Virginia, right? Could not get a job mm -hmm. teaching at the DOD school overseas because they required at this point back in the early 80s two state certifications. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like I was like really how many now, granted, how many military spouses would have two state certifications, right? Many, unfortunately. But I mean, if you were a local hired teacher and you had only taught, you know, in one school system in one state, that was an impairment to, you know, that, that, that was, you know, you could not get, you could not get a job. And so she and a couple of her friends, well, more than a couple of her friends, she, she and some of her teacher friends, they really fought hard against that and they won. But I mean, it's those yeah, I mean, it's those stories like that from 30 and 40 years ago that you hear, and, and it's like, holy bananas. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so I'm glad to know that we are making so many positive changes because that only hurts our families, you know? Can you imagine how unhappy people were back then? I mean, if we're hearing that they're still unhappy now. So um, Dave is telling me that we need to go to a quick commercial break, so it's going to be a quick 30-second commercial break. I know, Liz, you have to go soon. And I know I Megan do. said you can I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah, I'm going to say my goodbyes now because we have to head over to the Pacific View Center at Camp Pendleton for a hiring fair. Ah, yes. Oh my gosh, have yes. fun today! Yeah. And thank yeah. you for being We're on the show. We are bringing you back. All right, okay, we'll be absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll thank be back you. Thanks, Liz. With Megan in just 30 seconds. When I'm on base, I'm known as Staff Sergeant Cooper, but at home. Daddy. Hi, Dad. Daddy. Hi. 
I'm known as Dad, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. And many thanks to Armed Forces Insurance for being a sponsor of Spouse Spouts. We definitely Woo-hoo! couldn't get as far as we've done without them. Um, we are back, of course, Spouse Spouts episode number 43 as we talk to Megan Payone at the moment here with Iring Our Heroes. And we're going to pick her brain for a few more minutes. Okay, so Megan. Sounds great. Yes, Megan, we talk about a lot. We, we have talked here on the show but I hear other spouses and just yesterday my friend Lakeisha Cole who runs she swank Two down in Jacksonville North Carolina um which is just the cutest little boutique oh my goodness that boutique is adorable I have I just want to just stay in her store all day long but I think I would annoy her awesome yeah I mean but I know I would probably get pretty annoying and obnoxious after a while wanting to play with everything so um yeah, it's probably a good thing I don't live near her, too close to her, right? But um, just anyway. yesterday, she posted something on Facebook, and this is something I ran into a couple of years, well, now about four or five years ago. She goes, you know, every every week, once a week, one of her babies in daycare is coming home sick, and they're off to urgent care. And she said, mm-hmm. it is a good thing I work for myself because I would have been fired by now. And I thought, you know what? I remember going through the chronic ear infections with Ian and him being home easily twice a month for at least four or five days a month. Jeremy, my husband, was TDY so much that year and a half that I don't Mm -hmm. think he was home much more than about nine months out of 18. Wow. You know, even I mean, Mm -hmm. like he was gone and training that much, right? And then he deployed. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know what, there are, it's other things too. It's not just a matter. It's not, again, it's not so simple of spouses want jobs. It is such a multi-layered issue. It's a, it is seriously, there are so many barriers to gainful employment, to maintaining gainful employment, to everything. I mean, it is the sick kid that we can't get it, that we have to take into the urgent care that's home now for the next three days with a fever. It is the fact that my my teaching license didn't transfer when we moved to North Carolina six and a half years right. ago. It is right. I mean, it is, it is living are, in, in a, in a rural community that doesn't have a lot of industry. So do you choose to live almost an hour away from post so you can get a better job? It's also a right. lack of telecommuting position. Um, you know, I yeah, see that, so, you know, okay, go yeah, on. I'm I was sorry. I going to say, so a lot, no, that's okay. So, I, we have this, this great digital tool. It's called MyCareerSpark.org, and Toyota was instrumental in, um, oh, in helping us create this tool. And MyCareerSpark is a resume builder for military spouses. And don't worry, there is a point to this. But you, spouses can go in and build a skill-based resume, right? It takes care of the gaps. So you're highlighting your skills versus laying out in chronological order what you have done and showing those blaring gaps. So once you get done building that resume or you can upload it into our database. 
And our database has over 7,000 employers who are all understanding of what it means to hire military and military spouses. I love and so, and so they understand that, you know, you could be at one duty station for nine months and then all of a sudden you get orders and you're moving halfway across the country. Or, you know, so there are these things that they inherently understand and want to work with military spouses, transitioning service members, uh, because they value the work ethic, the, the loyalty, the skills, the abundant skills that spouses have. Um, and so when we're talking about in employment too, it's also up to the spouse to kind of own, own, that, um, own that transition or own that reentry into the workforce. So when we talk about owning it with service members, they have to own their transition. They have to be responsible for going through all the motions to make a successful transition. Right, and so spouses have yep. to do the same thing in terms of like finding what is going to work for them. What is the family dynamic? Are they able to work full time? Do they even want to work full time? Do they want to work part time because that makes the most sense for their family dynamic and what you know she's got he or she has going on? Um, and so, you know, kind of going through those thought processes and defining what employment looks like for a spouse is different for every single person. And so we do have those, you know, in career spark and in, in searching for military um, spouse employment, you do have those parameters. You can pick and choose. And, um, you know, with some of the folks that, you know, get to stay in one place for a really long time, they are able to find, you know, really fulfill, you know, really um, long-term employment. And I think, you know, military spouses who are moving every one to three years think, oh, my gosh, I can't have that job because I'm not staying in one place. You can have that job. You just need to go yeah. and look for it and be willing to write out your plan and what it means to you. Um, and so... Well, and you know, that's the thing that you have to really think. Sure, you, you hit on something, I think, that's very important. you got to be honest with yourself on what you're actually seeking. Are you yeah, seeking full-time employment? You have a, a little one at, you know, at home or maybe, in your case, twins, um, who are very <laughs> adorable, by the way. I really like them. Thank you. And, um, <laughs> Thank you. And, um, and why, in fact? Yeah, but, I mean, we all, I mean, I will never forget that first year Ian was in daycare, and we actually referred to him as typhoid toddler. Um, oh, my because, God. Because, man, that kid would bring something <laughs> home, and all of us got it. I mean, Jeremy, when Jeremy was time between all of his training exercises, man, he would mm -hmm. go down. And, I mean, like, uh. he caught he caught hand, foot, and mouth from Ian. He had oh, strep throat. He had, I mean, oh, you no. name it. I was like, dude, you are totally going to die in germ warfare. I'm not, but yeah, you will. You yeah. Know? So you have to think about those things. When you have something like that going on, you have to be honest. Is full-time employment really what you, what, what's on the plate at this moment? While it's a nice thought. Yeah. You've got a crisis going on, or maybe not it's at a crisis, but you've got a lot going on that definitely impairs you in different ways. And so you have to right. get creative, and you have to find yeah. other ways. 
And you also have to have a great support network. Most definitely. And I think, you know, in gear career is a great place for you to start that support network. Once you get, if you know that you're, um, you're PCSing in six months and there is an in-gear career chapter at that next installation, I highly recommend mm-hmm. reaching out to that next chapter or to that, you know, that chapter at the next duty station saying, hey, I am coming in six months. I can't wait to get involved. I can't wait to meet some folks because I really need to find a, a tribe. I need to find my people. And, and then from there you can go anywhere um and that is also building a support network right so if everyone's like you know folks are going to likely have kids they're going to talk about you know what daycares they like um where you know some post you know post daycare and all that stuff so those are that is like one of your best places to go uh, if you're looking to pcs and and find that find that support network because um, as Liz was saying at the beginning we have to start our new a new network every time we move and sometimes if you're fortunate yeah. enough you're gonna end up at the same installation maybe two or three times and you're gonna still have you're gonna have folks there that you were stationed there before or um, you know you you just automatically know that some of your folks that you were stationed with say in Okinawa are going to be at Camp Pendleton and um, you know you're all going to be there at the same time or at least have some crossover so you know there are there are some great opportunities because this military world is so small yes um, it is there's it's a great there's a great chance that you're going to have some crossover with some good friends at that next duty station or somewhere along the line um, I love, you know, being a part of some of these Facebook spouse groups and being like, you know, these folks are going to be stationed together after 15 years of being apart, you know, yep. but they've been in touch with Facebook and, and email and, and so forth and, and social media. Um, and now they get to be stationed again and you get to hear those, those awesome stories and, um, and in gear wants in, in gear career wants to be a part of that. Right? We want to be a part of your social network and your fabric. Um, we want to be, you know, a, a go-to once you get to that next duty station or to any duty station. I know there's um, one gal here uh, in Fayetteville who's getting ready to move to um, McDill Air Force Base down in Tampa. And she had already reached out. She had never been a part of in gear career. She's a brand new military spouse, and um, she connected with our in gear career chapter down there. And she's going to get involved. And she's already had you know set up meetings with folks. And that's a heck of a way to go into a new a new lifestyle, right? It really is already already connecting with folks, and yeah. So she's I- she's on it. And, I uh, love it. I love that, that for doing that. Yeah. And yeah. you have to do those things. We have these really, I mean, social media, we, I hear so much negative about social media. Oh, it's so terrible. It's so awful. But when it does what it's supposed to do, which is connect people, keep you in touch with your friends, all of those fun positives about social media, it really right. is a great tool. I mean, I remember as a military kid, us getting a sponsor and us writing letters 
And us getting uh-huh. a VHS tape from the Soldier Support Center <laughs> back when it used to be called the Family Support Center. And we would sit mm-hmm. there and watch the VHS tape that was put together by the base's public affairs office. And it was always like, we've got a commissary over here. Look, people are shopping. Yay. And, you know, (laughs) I mean, it was really cheesy, like cheesy stuff, right? Back in the day, back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm so glad. I kind of missed those things because they were so funny, right? And, um, but at the same time. And the simplicity of it, right? Yeah. The simplicity of, like. It was so simple, yeah. It was like, yeah. everybody's here to support the mission. Yay, go team. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was really good stuff. And um, and so, you know, but I love that we, that the in-gear, yeah, excuse me, in-gear career has chapters all over the place. I remember going to my very first in-gear meeting here when Rachel Winkler, who was with MSJD, and yeah. she was the chapter lead here. And yep. I wasn't looking for a job. I just wanted to go and hang out with my friends. <laughs> Yeah, and that's another thing, right? Yeah, and that was the thing is, and but here's the crazy part: I went to the meetings to hang out with my friends, and I always walked away having gained some new knowledge, having learned something new. And I thought, well, that Rachel, she's pulling a fast one on me. All I want to do is just, you know, hang out because I got a, you know, a three-year-old at home, and I got a babysitter for the night. Woohoo! And um. Yeah, and I was like, I get to see my girlfriends and be an adult today and actually put on real clothes. Yay. And, um, (laughs) you know, and so I was, you know, that's all I wanted. I wasn't expecting to get, you know, to learn anything because I didn't, I wasn't looking for it. Right. But I I found a community there. That was the other thing that what I liked about In Gear Career is that immediately I had a community. And from that community, I found other women who said, you know, if you, you know, I realize your husband is deployed. Do you need a break? Do you want to go to the commissary without Ian? Here, let me come over or bring him over to my house. Oh, thank you. Yes. It was little things like that. That was the extra touches and the extra Mm -hmm. support that I know that in gear can't advertise that every chapter is going to do those things because you can't, I get that. But it was, that was the stuff that meant so much to me was not only did I learn something new about my community and what, what my community wants to do to help military spouses, but I also walked away with a new friend every time. That's awesome. And I thought, my goodness, so I awesome. am just, I am, I am never going to stop loving what in-gear career does. And then when I met Amanda Crow, oh, I don't think I stopped hugging her for a good five or ten minutes, and I probably <laughs> really just, she was like, okay, Susan, you can stop now. I'm like, nope, not going to let you go, lady. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is. Because she gets, she is. was getting what I was saying. You know, I think at that time her son Jackson had yeah. uh, was having croup quite a bit. So she understood what I was talking about and the frustrations I was going through with Ian and his ear infections. And it was nice to yeah. ha- to almost commiserate at, at, the same po- at the same time. But to sure. talk about my career aspirations with someone who was in the exact same situation. Yeah, it was, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, we and need that- this. We do, we do, and you know, for spouses, you know, for spouses who are brand new to this world, uh, you know, it can be it can be a little jarring to get to your first duty station and not know anyone, right? Oh, God, I, yeah. you know, when I for, when we first moved down here, I, I, I was, you know, so worried about not finding like-minded people and you know 
I was just like, I, I was really worried about it. And I eventually did. And a large part of it is because of in gear career. You know, and now you're leaving um, soon, and I'm sad. I don't. I can't even. I know. I'm so sad. No, but um, you guys are getting ready to go to Fort Lee, right? We are going to Fort Lee. Yeah, and, um, we move June 16th. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was born uh, there. Well, I was really born in Richmond, yeah. but that's where I was born. Yeah. Um, I consider yeah. that to be technically home, even though I don't remember right. living there. Um, right. But right. I do remember going to the Richmond area when I was in college down in the Hampton Roads area. And there's a lot to do. You're right outside the Capitol. It's very military friendly. And, well, yeah. if you need anything, you let me know. I will. I will certainly do that. Thank you so, so much. And uh, we still need to get together before we leave. So. Yes. yes. And, and I will um, email you about that. Okay. Email. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> a... There, um, I just I think next week I think the governor is hosting, uh, as you know, the flagship paper that's through the Virginian Pilot does their Heroes at Home Military Spouse Award, and he is hosting that event next week, or maybe it's later oh. this week. But I think it's next week he's hosting that award at the governor's mansion in Richmond. I mean, it's nice. very yeah. So they really are trying to do quite a few military well, friendly and things in Richmond is a it's it's the cat like I said it's the capital there's a lot to do yeah. there yeah yeah and you yeah. know it's the who it only behooves them because they have such a large military population within yeah. that state I mean yeah. like if they didn't have that as a focus uh and a priority then you know there's something a little wrong there um <laughs> but I think yeah. that they've um but I think the, the past, you know, few governors have have done a much better job at recognizing that population, and um, yes, they you have. Know, it's yeah. always yeah, and uh, it's always interesting to see um, how state governments um, support that support this community. So um, I'm grateful that Virginia is doing such an awesome job. I am too. I am too. Yeah. You're going to like it. It's very pretty there, but it's really hot. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It gets really hot. I mean, (laughs) I I think I've survived two summers in North Carolina. Yeah. You'll be fine. I feel like I can do just about anything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and there's this really cool, now I'm totally getting off subject, but I don't care. There's a really cool area that you can go to, to get onto the James river. And they have these giant rocks out there that you can actually lay out on. Oh, cool. Yeah. As in bait? Very cool. <laughs> yeah, like you can go and like, you know, hang out and hang out in the James River. Just watch out um, along the coast, like the banks. <laughs> Unfortunately, there will be some water moccasins, but once you get out into the main part of the river, oh. you're just fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what every mom wants to worry about is water moccasins. Exactly. So watch mm-hmm. out for the water moccasins, mm-hmm. and right. then when you're out into the right. main part of the river, you'll be great. <laughs> they make great belts. Come on. <laughs> And handbags, I hear, Dave. And handbags, yes, if you and catch handbags. enough of them. <laughs> oh, yes. God. But I know you need to get going uh, soon, Megan. I know you have a lot to do yes. today. And uh, and then pretty soon you're going to be PCSing anyway, so you're going to be really busy uh, no matter what you're doing. Um, right, but I right, just, right. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you and Liz again for coming on the show today because this is a, an important topic. And, um, you know, uh, I always – I have a um, – I'm not the biggest – it's not that – it's not that I don't find spouse employment to be important, but um, it's not my wheelhouse. 
You know, I right. I don't yeah. use that. And in all honesty, I sit back and I tell people, I don't need to be in the spouse employment world. We have such wonderful advocates, and we have so many great organizations who are doing spouse employment. I'm going now, to pass along shoot. all the information, but I don't need to yeah. be there. You do yeah, need and, to be there. I think you I'm do. actually going to just sit around and, and no. I, I'm going to be like, if we were like hanging out in a, like hanging out someplace, I would be, you know, the the goofball in the corner, like making faces at everybody. Right. <laughs> no, no, so, no, so, but no, I think no, you guys, no. but I think you guys, you guys are great advocates for the spouse employment. Like you don't need Thank to be you, in the space. You yes. certainly, but you can definitely be advocates. And, yes. you know, yes. you can send them our way. And if we can't yes. help, you know, then we can make those connections. And um, exactly, exactly. Just, you need, and, and that's what you and, need to do. Yeah. Or that's what yeah, I, that's what just, I see, do. Anyone can be an advocate, right? Anyone mm-hmm. can be an advocate. Yeah. Um, yep, that's what I teach. You, I actually teach that to people. Yeah. yeah but we, need I know, yes. we need to be there to have the correct information so that when we yes. are advocating that we can pass on what is current and any any great right. uh it, it, things that have improved and and you know you can't it's one thing to give out advice it's total another to give out advice that's old and wrong. Oh god. Right. I hate that. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I am guilty of that. And I have to go to these things. It's just like the DOD is doing this virtual military spouse symposium and they have been all week yeah. and they're going to continue. Yeah. I, I'm involved as, in as many as I can just to make sure that the information I have is current. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's so great of you, Dave, because not a lot of men are taking uh, not an interest, but like aren't taking the responsibility to kind of get that information for their spouses. You know, they're kind of relying on their spouses to to do that, or you know, for other organizations <laughs> well, to come to I, I them. Have found, and I have found so that, that command. You, I have found that the command is supposed to give my wife information to give to us, the spouses, and she's just like all of the guy soldiers out there. She goes in one ear and out the other because if it doesn't directly relate to her, she doesn't have to say hua. And so I don't <laughs> get the information. <laughs> and, you know, whereas I've laughed and joked about it being a veteran that, yeah, yeah, like like that really happened. We We gave out the information. No. No, we don't. The military members yeah. don't give the information to the spouses like they're supposed to. So, oh no, they don't. Right. I have threatened to break my husband's legs. I don't know how many times. I'm, and I'm serious. I'm like, dare. you want to jump out of airplanes again? You better send me some threaten. information. I'm gonna break your legs. I, I don't dare threaten my wife. She's a sergeant, and she can do that to me. Jeremy yeah, just looks at me right. like I've lost my mind. He's like, "Sure, you will," and he just keeps on walking. <laughs> Sure you will, Susan. He goes, you like me too much. I don't think you actually would physically harm me. I'm like, dang it, you do know me. Okay, well. <laughs> okay, but yeah, no, I mean, and that's the thing. Can we be an to... advocate, and yeah. yes, and I, and you know, um, as much as you know, as much as we are all over the country um, hiring our heroes and into our career, you know, we still are aren't um, still people still aren't getting the message and so we just need to you know constantly be talking about um, all the great 
things that we have and everything that we do at Hiring Your Heroes and in Gear Career is free of charge. We, you will, we will never ask a service member, a, a spouse, or an employer to pay to participate in our <laughs> events or, you know, to access our digital tools. And, um, and that is something that is not available with other organizations in this No, space. it's not. So, no, it's not. Um, and, and the thing is, and I, and I actually said this a few months ago when we were talking about resumes, right? And I said, you know, people right. are telling me that I need to go to this resume writer, and they're charging $500, $500 oh to, write, to write my resume. And I said, I got to really break it down here. I said, you want to hear another, I said, you want to hear another obstacle to spouse employment for me? My husband's an E6, $500? Come on, seriously? That's, yeah. Yeah. I don't care right. what rank yep. your spouse is. Five hundred dollars yeah. is five hundred dollars for a resume that I need to have updated is a lot of kids time. clothes, it's utilities, yeah. it's car yeah. payments, it's insurance, yeah. absolutely. It's groceries for a couple of months, you know? Like mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you know, I was like that really is a huge impairment, not just to enlisted spouses, but to all sorts of spouses out there. You know, I was like this is why I, I, I advocate for, your res- for the resources you all provide because it's good, it's timely, it's free, but it's not uh-huh. full of the fluff either. You guys are right. – I mean, You're I right. sat there watching that event here at Fort Bragg a couple of weeks ago, and I was like – and I said to my friend Siobhan, who works at UNC Wilmington, I said, you know, I really just yeah. don't put much stock into my LinkedIn profile. I probably should. And she said, yeah. girl, let me tell you. I sat there with those uh, with the LinkedIn people over there, and I didn't realize how bad my LinkedIn profile actually was. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. "Holy bananas! Okay, that's good to know." Okay. Right, and we know, and we bring LinkedIn into our uh, events because we know anymore that handing out paper resumes isn't always going to get you the job, right? Yeah. Yep. It is. It is who you know and connecting with others and LinkedIn provides that perfect, perfect platform. Um, And Dan Savage, who is head of the veterans program over at LinkedIn does an amazing job at presenting all of the benefits that LinkedIn can provide a service member uh, and and spouse. And, um, you know, at Fort Bragg, we had 10 LinkedIn staff from the veterans program coming and reviewing profiles. And I tell you what, they did an audit on mine and they were like, ma'am, you need to do five things, five key things. And I was like, oh, I thought I nailed those things. And I did not nail them. Like they were, they were saying I need to change all of these, like, and five critical things that would get me, you know, noticed more, um, you know, that would just help with the overall profile. And I was like, wow, I thought I was doing a pretty good job, but guess yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, so. One of the things that I've discovered over time is that the requirements of a resume to get seen changes about once every four or five years. So realistically, yeah. you, need to, you need to go seek out the experts by a lot, a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> You're right. yeah. Yeah. Hey, exactly. Hey, Megan, Megan, we talked you yeah. into staying longer than the five to fifteen minutes longer at the top of the hour. I but know. hey, 
Hey, I got to do a commercial break here, but when we come back, can you give us a, a rundown of things that we can use online toolkits, a toolkit? Give us a rundown. Of you got back. it. All right. Back okay. And then seconds. I promise to let right. you go. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. I'm back in 30 okay. seconds. <laughs> okay. As Captain Barrett's wife, I'm known for my volunteer work, but at home... Hey, you ate all the cookies. Wasn't me. I'm known for my amazing chocolate chip cookies, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. Okay, we're back. It is, of course, the episode 43, Hiring Our Heroes. We have Megan Payone on the line right now. Megan, give us some ideas, some some uh, toolkit things, uh, stuff that we can look up online that will help us out. Yeah, so first and foremost, go to HiringOurHeroes.org and check out .org. Uh, if .org. Yep, because we are uh, a nonprofit and we're part of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation, we are a .org. So HiringOurHeroes.org. And there is an events tab, a hiring events tab. Check that out. We will be, we are all over this country and uh, in some places we go Oconus, like we'll be in Hawaii at the end of the year. Um, So check us out. See if we're coming to an installation near you. Uh, we want you there. And uh, we've got some great tools for the service member called Resume Engine. And that website is Resume Engine. And that, that is a resume builder for the service member. It literally translates MOS into civilian code, into civilian language. Really? And, um, yeah, it is a tremendous tool. And, uh there is, um, you can have multiple versions of your resume. You can build it out and you can upload it and you become searchable again by those 7,000 employers that we have in our database. Um, so service members go to resumeengine.org and for the military spouse looking to build that resume or update that resume, they can go to mycareerspark.org and um, both are sponsored by, um, well, excuse me, My Career Spark is uh, Toyota, and so is Resume Engine. And uh, they, Toyota has been a ter- tremendous partner with us uh, in building out those incredible tools. Uh, and then if you're a military spouse or a service member who is getting ready to retire and is looking for um, a chapter to get involved with, In Gear Career is uh, at close to 40 installations. And uh, we'd love to have you at one of our monthly meetings. Um, each chapter sets their meetings and times and locations. Uh, and um, we'd, we'd love to have you there. Uh, I will also is say there, that... Is there, a, uh, is there, for in-gear career, is there a central website? Yep, it's also located on hiringourheroes.org. Um, mm-hmm. You can find um, the website um in gear career through hiringourheroes.org. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. And cool. I'm getting it. I have, I have it queued up to post to, right now in spouse bouts. Uh, <laughs> if, if you have, um, if you want to find a local chapter at your next installation, just go into Facebook and look up in gear career and whatever chapter 
or whatever duty station you're going to next or post. So um, you can find us there all over Facebook. And also I will mention that Ink Your Career has um, done some great things with the Lean In Circles um, and the Lean In Curriculum by Cheryl Sandberg. And um, so we are, a lot of the chapters use that curriculum to to build their meetings and provide professional growth. So that is another um, tool that that we use uh, and another organization that we that we work with. Cool. So there is all some great stuff for you. Thank you so much to both of you for your service and for doing this podcast and inviting Liz and I on. And it's been an awesome morning. So thank you so you, much. Any time. As a matter of fact, if you would like to to get with Susan and schedule another one later on, I'd like yeah, to bring yeah, you guys yeah. on Spouse Spouts like once a quarter because yes, I can awesome. see things change a lot. And the more opportunities that are out there, the more we can get people involved with it. Oh, I, I want to throw one thing out to you that I picked up from a symposium, one of the virtual yeah. uh, military oh, spouse right, symposiums that I had no yeah. clue about, but it's new. I know it's new. On your resume, take your address yes. off. No address. Oh, yes. Hometown yeah, so, and state, you bet. But otherwise, do not give anybody any opportunity for identity theft. I never would have thought right. that. Yeah, yep. wow. Phone numbers, Something that's kind phone of, numbers are good. That's just but, kind of, yeah, absolutely, Dave. You are so spot on. That has kind of just come to light in the last, I would say, six to maybe 12 months. The PP, you know, the personal identification information, PPI or, you know, PII. Um, yeah. That something is like that. becoming. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that it is. That is becoming something that we really want to eliminate. So uh, we talk about just listing email addresses and phone numbers. And when you think about it, it kind of makes sense because a potential employer looks at your resume and they're going to get a hold of you by you know, whatever means they need to. They don't need your address at the time of reading right. your resume. You've already right. filled out an application that goes with it, and that has your address on it. They're going to get in touch right. with you. Otherwise, they're just going to throw it That's in the trash, right. maybe not shred it. Right, and I was just going to say, in any more, all resumes are searched through by algorithm. Oh, right? yeah. And so, you know, you don't even – no one's going to send you a letter saying, we received your application. Thank you so much. Everything no. is going to be done by algorithm and, you know, and so, yeah, putting your address out there, you know, I can understand your city and state. Um, and that's really about it. If you, if you want to get even yep. put that out there. Yeah. So well, now I need to update Dave, my resume. Okay. Everybody <laughs> Thank you for being on the show today. Please pass along our thanks again to Liz. Uh, you Will both do. have been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. And Thank I'm serious. You. I appreciate uh, it. We are going to, before you, yes, we'll sit down and have some coffee, and we'll talk about a, a quarterly a quarterly show with you all. Awesome. Let's do it. So, Let's do it. Yay. I'm all right. so excited. Yay. All right. <laughs> have an awesome, awesome day, guys. Okay. Thank you, you for being on the show. Oh, by the Thank way, you. a friend Talk requested you, you on yeah. Facebook. A friend requested you, you better respond, lady. You 
Yeah, you got it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Doing now. Confirmed. Awesome. Okay. All yeah. right. See you later. Okay. 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 Talk to you Bye. soon. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. This has been you, one of my most favorite shows. You bring on some great guests. I am. I, I just. I. I gotta tell you something, and I tell people this all the time. And they don't, and I think they think I'm nuts when I say this. And I'm sure, and I, and I am a little nutty, but that's okay. Fort Bragg seriously has some of the most phenomenal military spouses. And I think it's because this place is so huge that so many people end up coming here. And we've been here for so long that I end up meeting all sorts of people because I'm not moving, it appears. And, um, and because of that, I get to meet all these wonderful military spouses doing so many phenomenal things and i mean just just doing really good things not just for our local community but for the overall military veteran retiree service member community you know mm-hmm. the their reach is 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 far and wide and their passion is like something i've never seen before and i love being here with these phenomenal people i really do uh, I feel very blessed by this, Dave, because I think that this is a little slice of heaven. And people are like, you think Fayetteville, North Carolina, and Fort Bragg is a little slice of heaven? Well, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Surprisingly enough, well, even though people talk bad about Bragg, I think they do that just because it sounds fun to say, oh, Fort Bragg is a horrible place to be. It's yeah. It's armpit of the world. You know, but. They really don't know. I mean, it's just the same like with Fort Campbell. People were, you know, dissing Fort Campbell right and left, but, you know, half of them turned out to be people that only heard about it from somebody else who maybe way back when maybe it was an armpit, but now it's great. Yeah, Uh, I see Campbell doing the same thing, though, too. You know, um, I see Campbell having a very robust family programs there as Mm -hmm. well. But I, I have to say, I think the, I have discovered the reason why. When you have troops deploy and go on training exercises as often as they do from Fort Bragg and Fort Campbell, you have to have some really great support mechanisms in place. Because as Megan said earlier on the show, and as Liz said earlier on the show, if families are having issues, it will impact readiness. True. So these Very two, true. I see these two posts really like, I don't know when they decided to like figure it out. I don't know when they sat down and said, you know, we got to, we got to make sure that we're doing things right here by the families because I don't know when they figured that out. I would like to have been in on those meetings. It was probably about 15, 20 years ago where they clued in. <laughs> I, I, I'm really proud of those commanders though. And I'm, and I'm proud of MCOM and cause I'm really, I'm like, you guys really knew what you were doing. Thank you. Fort Bragg and Fort Campbell, you know, and I think that we're seeing more posts like that. I hear that Fort Drum has wonderful family programs um, because it's one, it's Fort Drum and it's very small, but two, um, because they understand that you have to do these things, that it's it's a whole family. Back in the day, God, it makes me sound old. Back in the day. It was communication was not easily achieved. Now everything is videotaped and pictures are taken and out pops that cell phone to, you know, to capture the moment. And so oh, yeah. it now the collections are showing that these places are not bad at all. And no. so 
a lot of the 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 the, the orneriness, the vitriol, that the, the, the just general untruths are kind of going away because there's nothing to support it. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think, and and, and it's and it's funny, um, kind of in a in a not maybe funny, funny but it's it's. Yeah, not, no, not, not funny, haha. But funny, when ha-ha. I talked to my mom and what it was like for her as a military spouse versus what it's like for me, right? There are still very similar issues, right, with employment and access to medical care and, and little things like the moving, moving with IEPs or not, or <laughs> you know, right. finding homes, you know, all of those things. So those things haven't changed. But what has drastically changed? is how information is now delivered to family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my mom said a couple of years ago, and I, I had to really take a step back and not be upset with what she was saying, but she was right. She said, man, you guys don't understand how lucky you have it now compared to what I had. Oh, we do. We And do. we do. We really and do. I- and we need to be, like, for me, I, I I want to be cognizant of where we came from to where we are now. I think we need to honor that history and how hard we had spouses fight for us because those men and women, mostly women, blazed. I mean, they blazed yes, it serious was. trails. It, it was women. They blazed it really serious was. trails. <laughs> it was, and it, um, there were, you know, I think about my mom and her friends. You know, there and, were men. At, yeah. you know, but there weren't that many. And what few that there were, we I don't think they really they really had much of a um, an in, interest in no. making things happen better because you know they still could do things like the Elks Club and and mooses and being being eagle you know it's like they could go out doing all sorts of other things. But as time progressed and, you know, as, as modern day progressed, we're no longer one family or I'm sorry, one person takes care of the whole family. It's it, you know, one breadwinner. It's not feasible anymore. And that's where part of the problem with getting the, the, the military spouses being able to get jobs is too much of the world that still is not allowing that to happen, to have the jobs become portable, to make things available to the, 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 the military spouse and saying, you know, okay, well, you're not going to be here, but for maybe two years. So, yeah, we got better, better served by picking this kid out of high school who's going to be here for the rest of his life. We'll pick him instead, even though you're highly qualified. That's going away because we have to have two breadwinner families. Even in the military, we have to have two breadwinner families. Now, you know how the argument goes that, that not necessarily is that, that that true with the military because of all of the benefits, blah, blah, blah. You know, again, like I said earlier in the show, what happens when you lose them? What happens when you're back to being a regular civilian family? You now have to take care of your own housing. Now you have to go and find your own health care. Now you have to go find the, the, a grocery store nearby that's going to be able to give you great benefits. I mean, my God, I'll tell you what. A little bit of commissary fun here. Even though we, we rag on the commissary with their 30% savings, blah, 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 that they're, they're changing. They're no longer going to yep. stay that way. But one thing I love about the commissary is they will overbuy. And because they will overbuy, they now have to get rid of stuff, 
and I see things at 98% off. It's like, really? This is normally $3.90, but you're selling it for $0.10 because you've got boxes of this? Yeah. Uh, I have never seen that in a grocery store. They ship it back. They ship it back to the warehouse and try and get money back from the supplier. Government doesn't do that. They just liquidate. And I love yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, well, you know, that's one thing that I'm going to miss if we ever find ourselves as being a civilian family. And I need to find myself gainful employment, and I'm hoping the podcasting does that because, you know, I've got several of them going, and I might be able to make a good penny out of it eventually. Um, right now, you know, we, sponsors we, we have. you and me, we. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what, I, that's what I was about to say. What we have right now, as far as sponsorship for this show, is definitely helping keep this show afloat because it's not cheap, but it's not really expensive. But if it wasn't for our sponsor, we would be revisiting how often we do things and what packages we're offering to. For yes. people to listen to, and so yes. you know, thank goodness, thank goodness for that. But if we expand, which we hope we do, we're going to bring we can bring on more sponsors, and we can actually make this into jobs. Then we could tell our our military significant others, in your case Jeremy, in my case Stephanie, tell them, hey, go ahead, get out. You can get out. Yeah. You can go do. You can go. You can tell Jeremy you can go fishing for a year. Or in my case with my wife, she wants to go back to school. Hey, honey, go ahead. Go back to school. Jeremy wants to do that, too. He's I all about all, yeah, yeah, school. Got the GI Bill that they can use, right? Yeah, I, exactly. And uh, But I will have to say, you know, I it's, um, you know, I love seeing, so um, not to have a love fest on us, but I love what we're doing here. And I'm actually, and, and, and I'm going to reach out definitely to, um, to hiring our heroes about bringing them on quarterly because I think it's a great idea. First of all, they have the like they have top-notch information. Let's just yes. really be honest right there. Okay, let's they just do. break it down. They have top-notch information and they are doing some tremendous things that I have never seen in our military community. Never. And not only that, but they Liz said something that I absolutely loved earlier, and we didn't get to touch on it. And it's not that she used to be a basketball coach, which I love college basketball. Um, so I'm going to have to talk to her separately about that. But if you don't want to replicate effort, thank you. Hallelujah. I wanted to jump onto the roof of my house and scream that out when she said that, but I, I'm on the air and I couldn't do it. They don't replicate effort. Thank you. Thank you yeah, for not doing that because the one thing I see happening way too often is people trying to replicate, duplicate, whatever you want to say, efforts, and they're unwilling to work with others because now they think that it. they're – right yeah, I don't get it. And it needs that to right stop there. because, yeah, it needs to stop. It's too much. Uh, I remember when Amanda Crow told me that In Gear Career was going to become part of Hiring Our Heroes. I swear I think I almost started crying for her. I mean, like, I got choked up because I was so excited. I didn't know what else to do. I was like, I don't know why I'm almost crying, and I'm really sorry, and that's weird. And she goes, it's okay, I cried. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Because I knew, I knew how hard she was working, and I knew that, and I, and I believed in the mission of In Gear Career, and I wanted to mm -hmm. see them succeed. And that's exactly what happened. But we have to stop 
competing against each other in the military spouse space, and we have to start working with each other. And too many nope. organizations out there, I can't figure out what they do, and they're trying to compete, though. And I'm like, can you stop? Because you're not helping. You know? Well, like, it's, you know, uh, stop. It, some of it. Some of it is competition, but it, it a lot of it I don't think is 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 they deter boy, this one's a hard one to say. I don't think they wanted to be competition with anybody else. A lot of them don't. A lot of them no. are finding out that this particular gap exists here and they were not aware of something else, so they created something that is duplicating a different yep. program. But when once they get it rocking and rolling, then the other program comes in saying, hey, by the way, you know, you're doing exactly the same thing we were doing. Why didn't you reach out for us? Well, I didn't know it. I'm sorry. I didn't know about it. Well, now you do, and we would like to bring you in, but you're going to have to change this. You're going to have to change that. It's like, well, wait a minute. What I've got is working. Why do I need to join you? And so that's where it becomes competition. But yes, they can yes definitely. I see that happening, too. They can work hand in hand and become a partnership. And I believe that is also something that somebody really ought to look into out there in the regular, in the real world, not my fantasy world. Well, maybe my fantasy world. Why not? I love uh, fantasy world. But go out there and become the administrative uh, uh, distribution center, if you will. I mean, let's just take. Let's take podcasting, for instance. I'm a podcaster. You're a podcaster. Aaron's a podcaster, which we're going to have on, Aaron Whitehead, which you're going to tell us about in a couple of minutes. We've got Moni that's yep. doing some stuff. We've got we've – got, uh, I know I'm missing a whole bunch of them. Maybe if somebody can – On a get... podcast, the Inspired Women podcast, yesterday I was on it, and we were actually talking. We had a very frank discussion about mental health. It was yes. It was one of the best discussions. Like I'm going to, I'm actually going to bring Megan Hall, who is a Navy spouse. I want her to come on our show to talk to us yes. about what she's doing in the world of podcasting because I like and then, her. I think she's good and stuff. Then, if if all of the podcasters come together, at, you know, the military military spouse podcasters come together and we form a coalition of sorts, we can we can individually schedule a guest to be on every podcast because I with a very few select people listeners out there that listen to all of them we're only hitting you know somebody is out there and they're listening to us and they get all their information from us somebody else is listening to Aaron and the Brawlers podcast and that's all they're getting their information from is her and then somebody else yep. is listening to Megan and that's all they're doing is getting their information from her so maybe we could come together maybe we can help with sponsorships maybe we can help with with uh, guest appearances maybe we can you know all kinds of things so the idea is is that there are so many opportunities out there that are available. Are you necessarily competing or are you enhancing? And I believe yes. we enhance. I, we definitely believe in that. So um, you brought up something, and I want to get – we're in the last, what, four minutes of the show, three minutes of the show? Three minutes now, yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about this before we end our show in the next Why? couple of minutes. Um, I am going to be our dear listeners. I'm going to be having surgery next week, so you uh, you will not hear me for the next couple of weeks. Under never the knife. Me. 
But never fear. I will be back. I will be oh, back. Okay. Um, Dave. I, you know, this is Dave and Susan. <laughs> Susan and Dave. We're taking over. I can't leave my Dave. He's my Dave. He's Susan my work husband. Okay? He's my work husband. That's what Jeremy refers to you as, is my work husband, by the way. Um, yeah, I know. This is funny because now you're going to be turning over the reins, so I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll have my, my work mistresses. Exactly. So next week we have Moni Jefferson coming on. And Yay. then on the 31st, we have Erin Whitehead Yay. coming on talking about her Brawless pod- podcast. And I'm, ex- I'm sad I, won't, I will be too loopy to hear what Moni is talking about next week, but I can hear it definitely on playback because I'm well, excited what she's going to be live. talking about. You can listen yeah. live. You just are not allowed to talk. Well, no, I have no idea what the Wi-Fi is going to be like in the hospital, so I have no idea what's going to be going on. The last time I had a very similar surgery, by uh, day two, I was still sleeping most of the day. So, yeah. yeah. Um, And and making ridiculous comments because of pain medicine. Like, I think I actually rubbed somebody's face. So, um, (laughs) I get really flirty on these medications, and I will flirt with anyone who walks into my room. Yeah, probably wasn't. It probably wasn't a human. You probably reached over there to the IV machine, going, "Oh, your I skin's have, so smooth." It was ridiculous. <laughs> I am ridiculous. Like one of the nurses came out and she's like, "Oh, your wife." And he goes, "Yeah, did she try to, you know, like kiss you or hug you? Did she tell you that she loves you?" And she's like, "She told me that she loved me about ten times." And I was like, "That would be Susan. She <laughs> loves everybody on pain meds." <laughs> You're one of those that we have to take. We have to videotape as you leave, going, oh, man. Yeah, I like do the like, the, like the Queen Elizabeth wave as I'm leaving the hospital. I'm like, goodbye, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye now. Bye bye. And I'm like, You're so I'm funny. so ridiculous. I'm so ridiculous. So we're gonna have some guests come in, and um, you know, we're gonna make it work. So, Dave, thank you for a last good show before surgery. Then I'll be back on in two weeks. And I love you, my hey. dear friend. You're you're awesome, even if you are loopy under meds. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody, stay safe out there. And, you know, hey, visit In Gear Career and hiring our heroes. Yep. Thank you, Megan and Liz, for coming on the show today. It's been phenomenal, phenomenal information. Thank you. Phenomenal is that a word? I don't know. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the only podcast worthy of all military spouses, Spouse Spouts, with Susan Reynolds and Dave Etter. May the rest of your day, your week, your you time be better time after spending this time with us. Until next time, coffee on. Coffee on.